Hey everyone, this is KBD Radio, and I'm your host, Autumn McGar, still broadcasting from my living room sofa. The entire KBDN team's been working from home for coming up on a month now, and I don't know about you all, but I've gotten to the point where I'm painting faces on inanimate objects and giving them names. Anyway, this week we're talking with Ariana Lovato, owner of Honeycomb Home Design. Uh, Ariana's been making a name for herself in the industry lately. She's been recognized with several awards, and she's been included in the NKBA's 30 Under 30 list. She actually also was one of KBDN's 2019 Class of 50 Innovators, which recognizes movers and shakers in the industry, and is actually currently accepting nominations for the 2020 list. Uh, Yes, you can also nominate yourself. I will put a link in the description of this episode so you can check that out if you're interested in learning more. Ariana, it is great to have you with us today. Thank you so much, Autumn. I'm so happy to be here. So just to get us started, tell me a little bit how you got started. Like, what foundations did you lay at the beginning of your uh, career as an independent businesswoman to ensure the longevity of your business? So I um, I went to design school for interior design, and I worked under um, one of my best friend's moms, who was an interior designer. I worked under her for about three years as her assistant and kind of learned how she did things. And then I worked for builders and other designers as well. So I got a sense from other people how they have established their business and what mistakes they have made and and how they learned from them so that when I started off on my own, I knew the things I didn't want to do. (laughs) And I made sure to, um, to, you know, build alliances with mentors in my field and they would be other designers or other professionals that I really looked up to. And so I kind of call it like your tribe, like building a tribe of people that would give you advice on different aspects of your business, whether Mm -hmm. it's, you know, how do you set up your company? How do you, you know, how do you even read a P&L or a balance sheet or anything like that? You know, having people that you can go and talk to about these things and then knowing when to actually hire for these things has been the most important part of my business so far. And so the first thing that I did was I hired a bookkeeper and an accountant because Mm -hmm. I knew that that would be something that I, that was my weakest point. So I really don't like math, but (laughs) I had to understand how to read um, my own books and had to do them myself and understand what was going on so that in the future, if I did delegate, I could see any potential errors or whatnot. So um, I would say, establishing a tribe of people of other business professionals that you can look up to that can mentor you through all of the ups and downs of running your own business is the number one most important piece of advice I could give. Have you found also that uh, you've become kind of part of other people's tribes too, as, as you've gotten to know other perhaps less experienced designers? Yeah, I have. And it's like the best feeling when like I, on Instagram, for example, I'll get some direct messages from other up and coming designers that have, you know, asking me for advice or asking to get on a phone call with me and kind of pick my brain. And mm-hmm. um, I'm happy to do it because it's what someone did for me. And it's those conversations that I really remember, especially looking back now, like how much they meant to me at the time. And so um, I love I love mentoring and and teaching anyone the things that the mistakes that I have made so that they don't make them either. Right. So that's, it's been fun. 
Now, we've had a chance to chat before, actually, and as I recall, there's a pretty cool concept behind the name Honeycomb Home Design. So I was wondering if you could talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So I, when I was um, thinking about branding the business, I didn't want it to be, you know, just Ariana Lovato Interiors. I wanted it to be something different. Mm -hmm. And I went back to my love of geometric shapes and I loved the hexagon shape. And kind of in researching that, I found out that it's one of the most structurally sound shapes when it's stacked upon one another, like Mm -hmm. a beehive. Mm -hmm. And so when it's pressed down upon, it's extremely strong. And so I'm like, well, that's cool. And then I put together, okay, honeycomb home, honeycomb home design. All right, well, that's like rolls off your tongue and that's memorable. And now, like, when I see people, they say, oh, it's Honeycomb. Oh, it's Honeycomb. Like, that's right. just become my second name, which is, is really, really cool. You know, you've got this real knack for kind of putting stories behind things. So tell me a little bit about how you've marketed your business and, you know, what's been successful for you? What do you think is unique about the way you present your business, both to potential clients uh, and to brands and to anyone else who encounters you on the Internet? Yeah, I believe that having a strong presence online is, you know, a no brainer to succeed in any industry. So when I first started, I really hit Instagram and Facebook hard as Mm -hmm. far as documenting my processes, um, documenting projects, um, doing videos that show kind of a behind the behind the project reveal. And I made a YouTube series called the B-roll, B-E-E roll. (laughs) And so I'm like, okay, that's kind of fun. It plays on our brand again. And then, um, I kind of coined the term queen bee of custom design. So again, it's like tying back into honeycomb. Like how can I keep putting it in front of these potential client spaces, like who we are. And it also gives us a chance to show our personality. Like I'm, you know, pretty outgoing and I like my clients to be my friends and vice versa, you know, through this whole process to have some fun with it. And that's like part, that's who I am at least. And so I hope that that emanates through our presence on social media and uh, doing video has been a huge proponent of that because people get a sense of who you are. You're not just a pretty picture on a screen. You've been cropping up in quite a lot of places like 30 under 30 lists and 40 under 40 lists, that sort of thing. So I'm wondering... What do you attribute to your success at such a young age as a business owner? I think just putting yourself out there, like continuously and um, without even thinking about it, just putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. I've been very consistent on posting on social media and doing video and showing up at different industry events and introducing myself to people you know, and getting out there, like that's the most important thing that you can be doing because that really does open the door for other things. So like, for example, the 30 under 30, um, one of my colleagues nominated me for that. And I found out about it through another industry friend on Facebook. So I would have never known that that was even a thing. And so, um, just showing up and applying even a top knobs design contest, you know, I entered it thinking, I don't, you know, who knows if I'm (laughs) going to get anything. And I was able to be on the um, honorable mention. So that was cool. Um, And even like applying for the tile of USA, a Spain trip that we actually just went on a couple months ago. Um, You know, that was a, an amazing life-changing experience of touring tile factories and seeing the tile trade show, um, industry in Spain. It's huge. And so 
I applied for that and I found out about that through another Facebook group. So um, it's just putting yourself out there. Like I didn't think I would get anything from it. And then I did. And it happened to be an amazing experience. So that's been a huge reason for kind of where where I'm at now. You've kind of hit the ground running in a lot of ways. So I, I'm wondering, you know, when you're experiencing work-related stress, how do you how do you manage that and prevent burnout? I think that's my um, Achilles heel is <laughs> that I'm just tend to be a little bit of a workaholic, and I I care so much about what I do, and I care so much about pleasing other people, and that's just. Mm-hmm. Um, a character trait that could be a really bad or a really good thing. I don't know yet, but um, <laughs> it's it's hard. It's really hard. I think the the number one thing that has helped me is exercise. And I know some people like will roll their eyes, but <laughs> it really does. Um, it really does help with stress. You know, even just walking my dogs uphill, you know, for half an hour or something. Sure. Um, just taking my mind off of it has really helped and also um, establishing uh, parameters within like, you know, I'm not going to answer email past six o'clock at night. I used to not do that. I used to be on my email all the time, but now if a client texts me after hours or emails me after hours, I do not answer it till the next day. And it's just crazy how those little things will help set the expectations of, Hey, I'm here for you, but I'm not on call. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what I'm implementing now to help prevent getting burnt out because I definitely was feeling that way last year for sure. And, you know, since it's pretty much the front of everyone's mind right now, um, you know, how has the COVID-19 pandemic affected your business, the way you do business with clients and, and your business practices? Like how have you changed those things in order to cope and to survive? It's a crazy time right now. As we were talking about earlier, it's no one knows there's not a guidebook for how you act during this time or how you pivot your business or, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many other self-employed companies that it's just, they, it's, I feel so bad. Um, in this time, in our business, um, I've canceled all in-person consults and all in-person meetings. And so we're doing everything via FaceTime and Zoom right now. Um, I, I do have several remodels that are whole house remodels. And so I will go to those when no one else is home Mm -hmm. and before any of the workers get there, but because construction is still considered an essential service, the, the jobs are still running as of now. Um, it's, it's just crazy that a lot of our city buildings have closed. So like building permits are not being processed. Um, stuff like that is really just, it's stuck right now. So um, what I've been doing is making myself as available to clients as possible via Zoom and FaceTime mm-hmm. and just, just trying to maintain a sense of normalcy as much as possible within that. Um, it's hard. it's hard but um and I'm even looking to some more um digital ways to reach clients whether it's like a kitchen consult via FaceTime or maybe getting back into my e-design um that I had started a long time ago I might look into that too Mm. um if things get a little bit slow as this progresses because we really don't know how long this is going to take right and, you know, how you mentioned earlier yeah. that, you know, having a, a healthier separation between between when you're working and when you're not working has been really good for managing stress. Have you found that those practices have also helped you as we're kind of all struck at home <laughs> these days? Yeah. So I think one of the biggest things is um, 
you know, last week when this first started, we were all kind of like, woohoo, spring break. Like, it was kind of fun for a hot minute. And then it got very real, like, the next day. But I decided that I would do whatever I could to maintain a regular schedule. Like, go to bed at the same time every day, wake up at the same time, exercise, get ready for, like, put on clothes, get ready for work. (laughs) And, you know, work my normal hours and just make it feel as, um, as normal as possible. And so that's what I've been doing. And I've noticed that I haven't been as like down lately because mm-hmm. I've been forcing myself to do that. Um, I, I know that it's hard when you're at home and you can be distracted by like household chores and stuff like that. But if you can stick to your normal, you know, schedule as much as possible, I think it'll be much more productive. That's what I've been trying at least. How do you picture this affecting your business in the future? Do you do you think this is going to change the way you do business in years to come? Or is it too early to tell? Do you think? I don't know. I, it's really crazy. Because I think, you know, the people that have been doing e-design already, this is like perfect for them. Because yeah. they, it's just now people are more used to the technology, which is going to be awesome moving forward, as we're forced to get into it. Right. Um, I would have never thought that I would do a kitchen consultation via FaceTime, but I did that today and it like, it went okay. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it wasn't quite the same, but it definitely is doable. And so in the future, um, I, I could see doing some more of these types of e-design services over the phone or over zoom, but I love the in-person meetings because there is something like so different about the interaction in person that you can't emulate over a screen. So, you know, I think for right now, I'm going to try and adapt as best as I can, but I can't really tell in the future what's going to happen yet. You miss the hands-on aspect of of the initial consultation kind of thing? Yeah, like there's so much you can invest in pictures and FaceTime for sure, but um, there is something so different about being in person and like seeing the person's face and their reactions Mm -hmm. and just getting a sense for... um, everything that's going on in that space, it's just different. Sure. Not bad. It's just different. You got to get used to it. How do you picture this pandemic changing the way people think about their homes and think about design and the way they live in their space? So I think the silver lining out of all of this is going to be that people are going to want to beautify and remodel their homes more than ever because now Mm. they are forced to live in their home and they're going through all the ways that things are not working. Like my kitchen doesn't have as much storage or I, I need X, Y, and Z. You know, this is going to be really good for the design industry because it's going to give more validity to what we do. Yeah. Um, because we can help, you know, if God forbid this ever happens again or just in the future to have a more comfortable, healthy home, we are here to help do that. You know, that's what we do. And so I think it will just, I think it will help our industry a lot yeah. as soon as this blows over. I know wellness has been trending majorly in the industry, at least for the last couple of years. So I got to imagine now that that's going yeah, to have a big effect. Yeah. yeah, now more than ever, I mean, um, wellness in the home, the types of sustainable products that are using, USA-made products is going to be a huge thing now. So, you know, I think you're going to see an increase of all of that stuff, which is great. And I think, I think we should be moving in that way anyway. So that's good. Ariana, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much, Autumn. It was great talking to you. Stay well out there. (laughs) You too. (laughs) 
KBD Radio is hosted and produced by Autumn McGar with music by David Ayala. For more information about kitchen and bath design news, please visit our website at kitchenbathdesign.com.